In the beginning of this week's parsha, we read where Yaakov Avinu is on the run from his brother Asa for 22 years, and now comes the reunion. Yaakov attempts to reconcile with him, and he wants to appease him. He prepares for war, he davens, but first he tries diplomacy. Yaakov sends a delegation, a team of negotiators, to detect if there's still tension and hostility in the heart of Esav. Who comprises the team? The Pasuk says, Yaakov, Yaakov sends angels. Rashi explains, Malachim Mamash, literally angels. Some Rishonim disagree, and they say, it's human beings, messengers. If so, why are they called angels? The Mepharshim explain that this is to teach us a very important fundamental uh, principle. Chazal tell us, Hashem has many different types of messengers, all sorts of agents. It comes in different shapes and sizes. We say in Tehillim, Hashem makes even winds his messengers. It's up to us to realize that Hashem is constantly sending us memos. He uses many different methods to get his message across to us. Sometimes we find ourselves in a very difficult predicament and salvation seems so far-fetched and seemingly out of nowhere someone comes along as if dropped out of, the, out of heaven and he helps us resolve that dilemma. The Gemara says, A person does not know through which means he will live, he will earn his livelihood. Often we have a great plan and we put in so much time and effort and it fails to produce any income. While on other occasions, deals or customers, which initially showed little promise, end up producing the best results. So perhaps both opinions are really one. Actual angels were disguised in the cloak of human beings. So if we have the proper perspective, we will realize that Hashem sends us messengers constantly, subtle hints and clues. We have to recognize that it's all coming from Hashem. We operate in a physical world, but if we tuned into the proper channel, we will detect a metaphysical existence that permeates our existence. And speaking of recognizing the Yad Hashem, I'd like to share with you a fascinating story said over by Rabbi Yitzhak Zilberstein about a person that lived in the Ramat Gan neighborhood of Eitz Yisrael. So he had the Yartzat after his father. And it was the middle of the winter. And we know in Eitz Yisrael, it gets late early over there. And he had to go to Menche for the Amit, for his father's Yartzat. So he goes to Shul. But there was only nine people in Shul. So as customary, the Gabbai opens the front door facing the street and he starts calling out, at center, at center, we need a tenth person to be Marshal for Minion. And ten minutes go by, fifteen minutes go by, and nobody stops. It's getting darker and darker, and he's getting more desperate. Then the Gabbai sees a young man jogging with his headphones on, and he figured the man can't hear him, so I'll go in front of him to catch his attention. He runs down the steps and he stops right in front of him and he taps him on the shoulder and he asks him, do you want to come into shul? We need you for minion. It will only take 10 minutes. The young man had long hair, was wearing shorts and his undershirt, but he senses the Gabe's desperation. So he says, I haven't been in shul since I was bar mitzvah, but if you really need me, I guess I can spare 10 minutes. He comes in, they give him a yarmulke and a siddur and he sits down. After Mincha, the Rav goes over to him and he gives him Shalom. He asks him, what's your name? And he says, Kohn. The Rav asks him, are you related to so-and-so Kohn? So he says, yes. In fact, he was my late grandfather. 
So the Rav tells him, let me tell you something about your grandfather. He told me he has a grandchild that is disconnected from Torah and mitzvahs. So every day when I daven, I say a special tefillah about him. Not only that, when he got an aliyah, he made a special mishabarech for that grandson. He always told me that his greatest hope in life would be for my unaffiliated grandson to one day come back to Yiddishkeit. Then the Rav told him something incredible. The seat that you just daven Mincha on was none other than your grandfather's seat. Then the Rav told him that you can leave because there will be more people coming from Ayrev. So we don't need you for Minyan anymore. But the boy insisted that he wants to stay in daven Ayrev. The boy was so inspired that his grandfather had so much care and concern and he constantly davened for him and he never gave up hope that one day he will return to Yiddishkeit. So he told the Rav, from here on in, I will come Dav Mincha every day. And one thing led to another until he became completely observant. So I think there's two takeaways from this story. First, that no prayer goes to waste. This grandfather went to his grave thinking that this grandson will never become from again and he will maybe even have grandchildren that will chas v'shalom intermarry. And eventually... His tefillos were answered in the most profound way. And secondly, Ashgacha Pratis 101. From the hundreds and hundreds of people that passed by that late afternoon, it was this young man, against all odds, that was dragged in to be Mashlam Dominion. And to top it off, he even davened in his grandfather's seat. So is it coincidence? Or is it Yad Hashem? You make the call. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.